Hi, I'm sitting here with my lovely wife, Gwen Sherrod, and uh, just a few days ago she completed her first triathlon, and we're here to talk about that experience. So uh, maybe we'll start at the beginning. Gwen, what made you want to do a triathlon? Well, I've been running for a number of years, um, actually not that many. As a typical mom, got caught up in raising kids and didn't have time to do some of the things I really wanted to do for my own fitness and didn't even really think about it. So when uh, my kids were older, I started running and running is fantastic. You can put on shoes and walk out a door and wherever you are, I travel for work. So it makes it easy for me to be able to get some fitness in. The only downside to running is that it really can beat up your body over time. So I wanted to do something to really challenge myself. Um, after doing Big Sur a couple times, that was a pretty hard marathon and pretty hard on my body, as you know. Um, and I decided it would be interesting to think about doing something different. And Heard people talking about triathlons, and people. A lot of people struggle with the swimming, and I was a swimmer my whole life and through high school. Um, and so I thought, well, not much of a bike rider, but I have a nice bike, and I can run, and I can swim. Maybe I would try something a little. So, so that's where it came from. So you didn't really train very much for this. I mean, a couple times in the pool, a couple times in open water, like one bike ride. So what was your fitness level like going into this? Yeah, I, did, I didn't ever train all of the pieces of it together. Um, but um, as an individual who has spent the last five years really focused on strength training, so um, improving my muscle mass and not trying to get bigger as much as, I guess I shouldn't say mass, but as far as strength, um, as well as endurance with the cardio. So being able to run seems to be um, fairly, I don't want to say simple, but fairly easy. I, I can get to a pace where I can stay steady. So I thought, well, I, I have the endurance for this. Um, I have the ability to do it. I just, I kind of wanted to just see what it would be like more than worry about a time or how, you know, how long this took or how long each transition took and just kind of learn a little bit about it completely as a beginner to the sport. So what surprised you the most as you were actually out there competing in the triathlon? Um, you know, to, I think that uh, the part, there are a couple things. Um, this was an all-female triathlon, so it was only women, which, which for me, for my first, was probably a, a fairly gentle start. Um, but getting into that water at uh, Cherry Creek Reservoir in Denver, it, the water temperature was great, um, had a lovely sleeveless wetsuit on, and uh, 
I felt confident in my ability to swim and the ability to do the distance. I think the thing that shocked me the most and took me back the most and gave me a little anxiety was the um, inability to see in the water, even with great goggles. Um, I have polarized goggles, and but couldn't see anything. And I realized that that really creates quite a bit of anxiety to not know where you're going, sort of having to try to pop your head up to follow the course, not run into other people or get hit by other people. Um, it's, it's more than just the swimming. It's sort of the dodging and moving and course, getting yourself through that water course that seemed to be the biggest challenge that I, I saw. So what would you say was the easiest thing about the triathlon? Amazingly for me, the run was the easiest. Um, I didn't think it would be because I always run with music. I have asthma and I hate hearing myself breathe. I hate hearing how my feet hit the ground. I don't like to, I mean, those are things that typically have slowed me down in the past or in my mind have slowed me down. Um, and in this sport, you cannot wear headphones. You can't have outside assistance from those headphones. So you can't have music. So getting off the bike, my legs were fairly wobbly, but once I got running, I just, it was just a run and I just sort of enjoyed the course and had no clue how fast or slow I was going and uh, just did it. You said earlier that one of the things in your training is a focus on strength training. Uh, can you tell people a, bit, a little bit about what that consists of? Because when we get to the gym, frankly, there's not really anybody training the way that we're training. Yeah, that's true. I think there are a lot of people that are doing um, a lot of repetitions or really focused on how their muscles look more than maybe how they function. Um, so for me, a typical workout would be if I haven't run um, down to the lake and had you pick me up on the way to the gym, um, warm up a little bit on a stationary bike, um, and then maybe do some, some kettlebell swings and or sort of halos with the kettlebell around the head to loosen the shoulders and neck. Um, it's also good to sort of stretch your legs and your hips. But I like to focus on, I mean, for me, it's, it's real simple stuff. Um, for the swimming part, I really need to focus on something like a fly. So using a 20-pound dumbbell in each arm and laying on a flat bench and doing, you know, 15 or 20 flies, three sets of that. Um, deadlifts and or squats are, are pretty much my go-to leg function. I'll, I'll do some leg presses, but really deadlifts and just going up some weight um, and then down some light weight. At the gym, they've got that nice um, trap bar that I think it's 75 pounds just as it is. So can start with that and warm up real well and get some, some leg strength training in that way, um, and then always finishing in the sauna. If you were, if, I mean, I think going into the triathlon, you were probably having uh, run two very grueling marathons, done a number of half marathons, 
done a ton of 5Ks and 10Ks. Done very well. I mean, you normally finish in the top 10 in your age group. Um, overall, you've taken, I think, second in a 5K and what was that, half, third? A third in, in, a, in a half marathon. And, um, you know, top, even top in the Boulder Boulder, which attracts, I don't know, nearly 40,000 runners these days, you're top 20 in your age group often. And so you're a pretty accomplished endurance athlete already. What can you tell people about, you know, sort of taking on this challenge or, you know, do people need to be as accomplished as you do? Or do you think that it's really something that, that is a lot more accessible than people maybe think? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a, I take things to an extreme sometimes, but um, when I started running, I, I couldn't even run down, you know, around the block without having to stop. It wasn't, there, there are all sorts of things that you can do to either start running or to start the swimming and to start the bike part. And um, boy, I, I did a lot of indoor cycling this winter, which isn't the same as the cycling on the triathlon course, but um, listening to just, you know, a, going into a cycling class that has an instructor that really helps you focus on remembering that it's about your core and spending some time just with with some great at you know there are some great resources available um, to just start start and this was a perfect try was the Tribella triathlon um, perfect one for somebody to start whether they could swim the whole distance or had to float a little on their back, which I had to do. The anxiety of that, the asthma hit me, and the anxiety of the not being able to see hit me, and floating on my back for a couple seconds, and looking up and, and getting my wits about me. and I, All of those things are natural, and I think too often people don't think that they can accomplish or take on a challenge like that because it seems so big where it's better to just take a little piece of it at a time. Maybe it is you start with like the run I did last night. There was a 5K and a 2-mile. There were plenty of people just walking and running the 2-mile just to get started. And I think that that's how anybody should look at taking on a new challenge and not be afraid of it, but take on a little bit at a time and, and then put it all together. That's kind of what I did. I certainly couldn't have done what I did without a little bit of here and a little bit of there. Swimming, again, has always been sort of a strength of mine and feel pretty comfortable in the water. I think this was, that that try was probably the most uncomfortable in the water I've been as long as I can remember. I've been in the ocean, no problem. When we snorkel, you see, I'll, I'll swim way out, no problem there. But I can also see. So there's, you know, it's it, things that you have to take into account and be prepared for. But, no, I, don't, I think anybody who, who has the desire to uh, accomplish something as far, you know, a mile, a two-mile, a 5K, a boulder boulder, a half marathon, a triathlon, um, I think it's just 
just taking the time to start. One of the things that I found as a spectator at the triathlon really interesting was that the range of people participating in it. I mean, there were not a lot of people, I mean, even in the elite division that you would look at and say, this person looks like, you know, what you have in your mind as a the picture of a super fit, you know, endurance competitor. There were, you know, quite a few folks, you know, our age mm -hmm. and more advanced in years than that. And a lot of people that you, if you saw them walking down the street, you would not say that this is a triathlete. Right, right. Um, and that, that to me was both kind of, I guess it, I, it was inspiring in a way to see people out there doing something that is clearly a challenge. I mean, you're, you're talking about an endurance event that right. is an hour and a half, a little bit more. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like grinding through the 26 miles of a marathon, but it's still, right. you know, it's, a, you know, well beyond that 40 minute hit the wall uh, endurance time. And it's challenging because it's, it's different skills. Right. And it's different, you know, fitness pieces. I mean, you know, that the origin of fitness, of course, is you're fit to accomplish a task. Well, you have to be fit to accomplish three different tasks. And they're really pretty different. I mean, there's some carryover between running and, sure, and sure. cycling. But, um, you know, swimming is, is a skill. Swimming in open water is definitely not something that most people do. Right. Swimming in a, in a wetsuit is not something most people do. And so I, that, to me, was one of the most interesting things about it that the people that were participating, you would not pick out of a lineup, in most cases, as being somebody who was a triathlete. Yeah, I would agree. There, you know, the, the thing that I thought was so interesting was the youngest participant was 12. And I didn't look at the oldest, but I'm sure into their 70s or 80s. Yet everybody was there supporting each other. And no matter where you were on the course, you had somebody there cheering you on. And so, you know, I, I think there are a lot of, it, throughout throughout the, the world and throughout Colorado for sure, there are a lot of hometown events where you can get a good feel. And you're right. Um, I think we have a preconceived idea of what an athlete should look like. And so if we look at ourselves in the mirror, and especially as females, I think that they're, we're pretty hard on ourselves, more so than anybody else. And you look at yourself and you say, oh gosh, I, I, can't, do, I can't do that. And it's really easy to talk yourself down into, I can't run a 5K, I, can't, I certainly can't swim half a mile in open water, I'm riding my bike for 10 miles without stopping, I don't know that I want to do that. But once you, you sort of get together and there's a strong group of people and this was a great group of women who just, it was like you were on the course with all your friends who were just supporting you all along the way. And um, no part of it was easy for anybody, I'm sure. And even like you said, for the elite athlete, they pushed themselves to their limits just like 
I'm sure that 12-year-old pushed herself to her limit. And uh, everybody's limit is different. So whether, you know, you have the, the right physique or the right body type or the right equipment, it, you know, as far as my bike, it's not a big fancy uh, racing bike. It's a good bike, but it's... Oh, there are women out there on fantastic bikes that could go a lot faster than fantastic helmets. <laughs> yes, the downhill speed racer helmets were, were in fashion in some circles. It didn't seem to help anybody go any faster than they would have gone anyway. Right, right. I don't think the aerodynamics kick in until you're going faster than 20 miles an hour. But it, it was really a cool, fun event. I mean, a lot of the... the running races we go to aren't really very much fun. I mean, some of them right. are really well put together and organized, others are not. Um, but they're not always the most fun thing. And this was uh, really different. I mean, I, the number of people that were out participating that had smiles on their faces. Right. That right. was one of the things that was really different from a lot of the, of the running races. Um, I didn't see anybody that looked like they were having a miserable time. They might have been struggling at times, and it, you know, there's a, a one hill coming up to the finish. is a pretty steep little bit there, and people were definitely hurting coming up that hill. Yeah. You know, an hour and 20, hour and 30, hour and 40-plus minutes into things. Um, and the temperature had started to get hot. That was another good thing, that temperature was... When we started that morning, we left the house. It's like forty-five degrees. The right. Truck was covered in condensation as I was loading the bicycle into the the bed. But uh, it did warm up. It did get sun was bright, and it did start to get a little warm at the end of it. But yeah, um, it yeah. was a, a really cool thing, and it, you know that's one reason we wanted to do this podcast. Is hopefully people will take a listen to this and. Um, maybe be inspired to, to give this a try. Um, certainly not something with, with my surgically repaired knees I'm, I'm looking at doing, but I certainly would look at participating in, in one as, as a relay participant on a bike or something at sure, some point in sure. the future. And it was uh, it's very cool. I just It was a really neat experience and so proud of you doing it. And I'm always proud of you. And, generally kick my ass all over the place <laughs> every place but the tennis court um, but it, it was really fun yeah it's a it's a great sport it's a great event and again I, I don't think anybody should shy away from it if you want a challenge and the, the amount of support and safety out there on that course too you never felt like even in the water there were people on paddle boards and canoes and kayaks and you, you could bail at any time without any anybody judging you. So I think anybody that is interested in a new challenge, whatever it is, should try it. And I, and I agree. I've been to plenty of races where the end is not quite, unless you know people, you kind of are like, okay, let's go home now. And this was one where I just wanted to hang out. I wanted to be in that group of people. And feel that good feeling from everybody. So, yeah, it was it was a fun event, and I I look forward to another one. And that's one thing that I 
I didn't know before that day is that literally in the open water part, there are people out there and you can literally stop, grab hold of somebody on a paddleboard and rest or get yourself together if you're, if you're struggling. Sure, sure. So that was something, uh, you know, that, that to me, I think would be a, a huge source of fear for most people thinking about doing an open water swim out in a large lake, um, in just being, you know, it's not the same as being in a swimming pool. Um, talk a little bit, you did a, a little prep for open water swimming. Tell people a little bit about that. So yeah, there's a, a great place in, uh, South Denver. I guess it's probably in Highlands Ranch, maybe is the address, but it's, uh, it's an organization called Swim Labs. I think they're throughout Colorado, but the one that cert, that kind of takes care of our neighborhood is South Denver, um, and it's uh, a little private. They have a they have a pool and a facility there, but they're also right on a private lake with um, with access to open water, and they've got some buoys out there for different distances, and so they're. Tuesday mornings, Thursday mornings, and Saturday and Sunday mornings. It's, um, there's, there are no watercraft of any type, and you can go out there, and you check in, and you, and you can swim. And, and what I did with them is they had an instructor, her name was Heather, and she gave a group of us who were doing the Tribella um, a course together. And it was, it started with as simple as, Here's the equipment you need. Here's some great resources for that equipment. And I ended up getting, you know, purchasing the wetsuit after that swim because, you know, by the time you rent one, if you can, uh, if you can afford to do it and have it, now I can go out and swim on that open water as long as they stay open throughout the, the season. And, um, but down to, Here's what you need to do in the race. Here, here are ways to make sure your goggles don't get knocked off. Earplugs, um, how to put on the wetsuit, what to put on with the wetsuit so you don't get, you know, abrasions on your neck or rough spots on your neck from the wetsuit. Um, and then just as simple as got us into the water and, you know, little things like here's how you, once you're in the water, you don't just start swimming. You got to go underwater and fill the wetsuit with some of that cold water because then you heat that up and that heats your body temperature and it, it keeps that barrier between you and the wetsuit and the outside water. And so um, it was a, I believe it was a two and a half hour clinic there. Fantastic. Every minute of it was worthwhile down to where we actually we're doing some swimming at the end and learning how to sight, which is one of those things. As a swimmer, I I never had to sight out of the water because in a pool you've got you've got lines and you're you're racing that line, and you know you know as a swimmer that when it comes to the T and the end of that line, you've got however many more strokes based on your speed and your length to where you touch. Where on a and in open water, especially, you know, in somewhere like Cherry Creek where you can't see, you have to learn to sight. You have to learn to see where you're going. And that's that's a whole different piece. And they, they did a great job of, you know, Heather, 
showed everybody how you sight and how to swim around a buoy without, you know, being in anybody else's way. Um, just some really fundamental things that, um, that they offered in this group clinic that were just fantastic. So there are resources like that everywhere, but definitely in, you know, in the Denver metro area, Colorado, we're lucky. We have a lot of people focused on fitness and, and, you know, fitness not in the sense of being, um, making it to where others, there's a barrier to entry. Instead, an open entry ability, um, you know. So that, that was a fantastic program there. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, you, you actually have on your website a checklist people can download uh, with some suggestions on getting ready for uh, doing their first triathlon or seeing kind of what goes into it. Right. Basically, the checklist is just what you want in your bag as you get before, that night before. And, and you want to be sure you have all those things days before. And kind of just making sure you have everything so that when you're showing up and, and putting your bike in the transition area, how you lay it all out and set it all up and and uh, make sure you're ready to for you know not not anything but success because you have the right equipment with you you have the right things with you um so yeah that that's there it's available and what is your website again it would be fit so fit for 50 and beyond.com so f i t f o r and then 50 the number 5050 fit for 50 so, and what, I mean, you ended up with a wetsuit. What else did you have in terms of equipment? So, the big things for me, uh, the wetsuit for the swimming, as well as I purchased online some polarized goggles. And um, the, the good thing about those, and I've spent, they weren't real expensive. There's some really spendy ones out there. Um, but uh, these ones were polarized and darker, so they're kind of good for if it was sunny or if it was cloudy. Um, helpful for seeing, and especially for the sighting part, since you can't really see in the water that well. Um, for the bike part, for me, I, I'm not comfortable with, with putting uh, bike shoes and putting the little... Uh, Clip-ons. Clip yeah, I, I'm not comfortable with it. See, I don't even know what the word is. So I, for the biking part, I just wore my running shoes, and it actually made the transition easier. So and you had a what they call a tri-suit. Yes, I had a tri-suit, um, and it was from it's the brand I got was um, really fit for women, um, which makes it nice because. You know, the tri suit you don't wear anything with, and so you can you put it on under your wetsuit if you're using a wetsuit, and it's made of material that will dry real quickly on the bike ride. So, and then hopefully by the time you're done with the bike ride, you'll be dry for the most part for the run. And that's also there'll be links to that on your website as well. So, if you're looking at, at getting some gear that uh, has been tested. Yeah, and approved. We've got some great, great the great the goggles I got that 
that source will be on my website. The tri-suit, that company, um, the wetsuit company would, is available on my site. I have a Trek bike, but it's not the standard racing bike. It's sort of a hybrid bike, which for me is more comfortable. I'm, I'm more comfortable with the bars that are a little more like a mountain bike bar. And, uh, you know, I, I felt like I, I felt comfortable. My, my tires are small enough and skinny enough and it was light enough that I felt I was moving. Um, and I, I enjoyed that. And then the running part, I just, I had my, you know, my go-to Mizuno runners on. So were those. Yeah. Anything else? I mean, last words for people who are maybe thinking this is the time to literally take the triathlon plunge? I'd say do it. I mean, there's there are so many great little community events um, throughout the states that uh, there's no reason why somebody shouldn't at least look into it and see what it takes. And even if it's just going to the pool and starting to get comfortable in the water, doing some running, doing a little cycling inside or outside, just starting to push yourself, I, I, I say do it. There's no reason not to. We've got today, and might as well make it the best day possible. All right. Well, Gwen, thanks. Uh, we're signing off. We're in uh, lovely Glenwood Springs, Colorado this weekend. Um, but again, you know, if, if you've ever thought about doing a triathlon and have hesitated for whatever reason, uh, our experience is go ahead. Give it a shot. Talk to you soon. <laughs>